Hey everybody, welcome to the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Today we are going to talk about pinch. It is a great topic because people get so fired up about it. Steve, I'm, tell I'm me fired how fired up, up you're up. you are. I am about so it. fired up. I'm like a like a hot mixtape, as you as you kids say. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that ever again. All right. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about pinch, and we kind of brought it into the the, the mix a little bit with the NCDA. Um, this episode is going <clears> to <throat> deal entirely with pinch. So what we want to start with is um, specifically uh, a lot of our coworkers um, that listen to this podcast have no idea what pinch is. And so for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's it's the act of folding a rubber ball back on itself to, to be able to hold it better. Is that what you say? That's an accurate description, Steve? Yeah. And when you were explaining this to Nick yesterday, you kind of mentioned it's like you go from holding a dodgeball to holding it like a kettlebell style. And we kind of mentioned that last episode, you have a handle versus um, actually gripping the ball. And that kind of allows you to give just all of your wingspan, all of your force into this throw. And it adds, um, I want to say easily five to 10 miles per hour more to the throw. It's got just a sick curve, sick break. Um, You actually can control these curves too. Like they're not, um, last episode you mentioned that people just throw them, there's no control. I, I disagree. I think the more you pinch, the more you can actually aim, which is kind of terrifying. And that's probably fair. And and for some, for a lot of players, it's it's probably more than five to ten miles an hour. For for some players, it's probably the difference between being able to throw it all and not being able to throw it. Right? Yeah, and for sure. Um, again, kind of touching up on last episodes we're continuing. You see teams that you know they would play regular eight point five purist dodgeball, as you put it, and they're they're mediocre at best. And not to sound like a like um, however that came across, but when it goes to pinch, it's a completely different team. Right, it's, it's a different team because, um, as I was saying last week, it's it's kind of a crutch, right? You're you know you're falling back on, well, I can't throw a ball the regular way, so I'm going to throw a pinch, right? It's kind of like foam, where you know somebody would it would take a couple of um, maybe games or experience to, to actually throw a dodgeball well, an eight point five inch dodgeball. You give somebody a foam ball, all of a sudden they can throw like immediately. So I feel like those that could not throw in the in the past can throw now with pinch. Um, but even even so, like I think there's more of a there, there's got to be some kind of learning curve with pinch. Like you can't just pick up a like Nick for example, you show him how to pinch. It's it's gonna take him a couple throws, maybe maybe a couple days or weeks, however you want to put it, to actually do it. But once he does, he's he can probably be terrifying. Right, and I'm not saying. So I, I should clarify. I'm not saying that I think that people who play pinch are worse dodgeball players overall. There is there is a skill level to pinch that involved in the pinch division. Um, there is separation of the good pinch teams and the bad pinch teams. Um, but in general, if you take a good dodgeball team that doesn't pinch and you throw them into the pinch division, even if they're not pinching, they're going to be at least competitive. If they were good in regular, they're going to be good in pinched. Isn't isn't that true? It's tough because I like what you said. It it's, pinch has its own learning curve. It's got its own skill set. I don't think you can take a team that hasn't ever pinched before and throw them into a pinch division and see the have them react the way a team that pinches does does that make sense it does but uh, i mean i kind of i'm a little biased here because i've seen it happen you know I, I i don't think you would qualify doom or rise or rampage back in the day as a pinch team but you know we did go and play in a pinch division in new york and we did exceptionally well compared to teams that considered themselves to be pinch teams now was this because you guys were pinching yourselves or just because of I, I know on Rampage specifically, um, I can't speak for Rise and Doom at that tournament, but with, on Rampage specifically, there were only two people on the team that were pinching, and the rest of us 
couldn't do it. It was the first one we'd ever played and we'd never seen it before. So I, I have very delicate feminine hands and I didn't want to ruin my nails. So I didn't pinch. Who you was know, pinching for your team? I know Santi was. Um, I'm pretty sure at the time Alan was still on the team. I think that he might have been, but I'm not really sure to be honest with so, you. So maybe that's a good example. So Santi, I mean, he's he's a good he's a good dodgeball player. He's good at rubber. He he can throw some pretty pretty good curves. Um, would you say that he became more of a thrower when he, when it came time to pinch? Absolutely, but I don't think he became a better dodgeball player. He was still as you know he was still only as good as he was. Yeah, it's not like he's jumping higher or, or moving faster or right. And the pinch just gave him a better throw. So it's like if you have a mind for dodgeball in in general, then it doesn't matter what division you're going to play in. It doesn't matter how you're going to play. If you have the mind to play it, then you're going to play it well. And then if you if it just so happens that you're in pinch and you can pinch. That's fine. If you do it, you know, you'll probably throw a little harder than you would expect to normally. But if you don't do it, I feel like you're still that that extra five miles an hour. Let's say let's say you're a top, top, top tier player. You already throw super hard and now you get thrown in a pinch division, whether you're pinching or not, that extra two to three miles an hour that you're going to get on a pinch is not going to be the difference maker for you specifically, individually. You know what I mean? I don't know, man, because I, I used to pinch like that's when when we started to get into competitive dodgeball where there was a local tournament or even NDL at that point pinching was our thing and so i would feel like i'd be tapping into like this darker force like okay i'm going to pinch and now i know that i'm going to my chances of getting caught have just been reduced epically and i would use a pinch for somebody like Mason or somebody like Jeremy somebody that knows that if i'm throwing non-pinch there there's a good chance they're going to catch me but so I guess the, the the argument that I that this kind of always devolves back into is um, this the idea that you're manipulating the ball in a way that makes you better. It's not it's not you that is you're not tapping into some dark energy. You're doing something that that other people are or are not doing to make the, your throw better. And it's the ball that's doing some of the at least some of the work for you, right? Yeah. So it it, it kind of harkens back to pine tar with baseballs or you know using a file to, to kind of etch the the lace of a baseball or something to give you just that little bit of extra movement or a little bit of extra speed that you wouldn't normally get you know you get a little more control over the baseball when you're pitching if you if you use these outside uh, entities to, to manipulate the ball and I kind of feel like that's what pinch is you're you're not using pine tar or you know you're not etching the ball or whatever but you are manipulating it in some way that's allowing you to do something that would not normally be done is that yeah cuz you're you're altering the structural integrity of the ball and that's you can't do that in any other sport right, right. so you so you get a ball in a sport it doesn't matter what the sport is football you know it could be a hockey puck if you get a ball if someone hands you a ball it's not like you it's not like you're allowed in general to just be like let's see how am i gonna how am i gonna destroy this thing to make it easier or better for myself like the the point is to play the game and the game is what you get better at not not augmenting the ball in some way to make you better at the game does that make sense yeah so and i kind of hate to bring this up deflate gate like (laughs) so i mean i i enjoy football but i by no means am as into it as you are so you can probably explain this to me a little bit better what did Tom Brady gain supposedly by deflating these balls? Well, the idea it's I think it's less about um, Tom Brady and more about um, the receivers and running backs in general. So the idea is if you deflate a football, it's easier to hold on to because if there's more give on the outside of the ball. So if you're using slightly lower PSI in the football, it makes it easier for your receivers to catch it. It makes it harder for your running backs to fumble it. In general, it makes the game a little easier for you. I 
I am not going to say that I think the Patriots did deflate them one way or the other, but but just the idea the idea the that you could augment the ball, it. it was a huge deal. I mean, this was like an on year long ongoing affair with with the Patriots essentially that you know essentially like everyone is saying one way or the other they shouldn't be allowed to augment the ball. Um, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. There are a lot of people who are like nobody cares about this anymore. Let's move on. And I, I feel like in some ways that's kind of what the pinch argument is like. You know, the again, I think that you should play pinch the same way that you should play rubber, the same way or that you should play foam, the same way you should play no sting. Like in general, playing more dodgeball makes you a better dodgeball player. But I think from from my perspective, I still view it as a crutch because I took the time to get good at throwing an 8.5 rubber dodgeball. Yeah. I took the time to develop movement on my ball. I took the time to develop multiple get the mechanic, throwing get the angles, get the form down, and now I throw it extremely well. So I I, I fail to see the argument that um, if you know if you just start pinching and you can throw as, as well as I can right off the bat, like I fail to see how that makes you better in some way than than people who put the work in and i know like i said there is work involved in pinch too you can get better at it there is something there but in general you can pick up a a rubber dodgeball pinch it and throw hard right off the bat and that's not the case for throwing it the normal way for most people and that's where you go into the dodgeball purists right like i said i'm not i'm not advocating against pinch i don't think that there shouldn't be a pinch division i just think you know the the evolution of the sport is such that it's not the ball shouldn't make you a good player or a bad player. The ball shouldn't decide whether you can or can't play dodgeball. And on the flip side of that, you can argue, well, if the ball is too big for me to hold, then, you know, how can it be? That's the ball making me a bad dodgeball player. But I think there's a, a distinct argument between, you know, the ball being too big for you to play correctly and you changing the shape of the ball in some way in order to play correctly. Am, am I wrong there? That's yeah, tough. Um, so like I said, we, we, we started with pinch. It was, it was, it was just how we play dodgeball. And then when we got into these tournaments locally, we, um, we were pinching and we were just destroying people. Now we've also had more experience versus like the typical, um, recreational tournament players that we would find in Tucson. And then when we got to the first, uh, dodgeball, uh, National Dodgeball League World Championship and Convention in 2005. We're like, oh wow, we we have um, we have an upper hand because not only have we been playing a lot, but also we have this secret called pinching that we're going to do, and um, that was the first time we ever encountered a well inflated 8.5 inch double ply standard dodgeball, and it was impossible to pinch. So the NDL kind of some players kind of got away with pinching after there's some wear and tear. But in 2007, roughly, the NDL said, no, no more pinching. It's, it's no longer allowed. You can't do it. And um, when, we, when we received this news, because we were affiliates with the NDL, we, we kind of had to follow their rules. And they started doing tournaments in Phoenix um, with the Grand Canyon State Games. Uh, we had to abide by that rule set. Like, we, we can't pinch. It, we, if we want to play in these tournaments and want to be competitive, no more pinching. And so... I took a lot of flack for it, but I, I finally laid down the law in Tucson and said, you know what, we're going to get better. We're going to rise to the NDL standards, and we're going to stop pinching. And if you have a problem with it, learn how to throw regularly. And I feel like we should get more credit for being able to throw regularly. I guess I, I guess I kind of agree with you. Yeah, and I, I'm not trying to take credit away from people that have very good pinch throws. There are a lot of people that do have very good pinch throws, and it's impressive to see. 
Um, but I, what I think personally is more impressive is someone that doesn't have to pinch to get that same throw. So, yeah, if you, okay, so Justin Acton, like that guy has the sickest movement I've ever seen and he does it without pinching. Yeah. That's way more impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what do you, what do you think the the root of the argument actually is? Because people will say, oh, pinch versus non-pinch, but what is it really? I I think truly it just comes down to geography. You know, it, it kind of... Or not even geography, but it just depends on how you start playing. So it's the same way that in an earlier episode we talked about how we were kind of born into rubber. That's what we fell in love with. So that's what we feel is you know the best dodgeball. We play other dodgeball, but in our hearts, rubber 8.5 is, is the one we love. I think pinching is kind of the same way. If you start in a league where pinching is allowed, you kind of develop that love for it the same way. And so when someone tells you you can't do that, it's regardless of the reason it's like someone telling you you know oh you can't wear those shoes today it's like well but i like those shoes like i, I wear those shoes every day like <laughs> so i think that's what it is i think it's just you know it's it's something that you if you start doing it you like doing it and there i'm sure there are exceptions and i'm sure people will call me out and say like whoa, whoa, whoa i started and i don't pinch or whoa, whoa i didn't start pinching and i love it you know or in my case we started but we changed it, it took a lot of buy-in to even get to that point and I had to, I had to make that argument. I had to appeal to the fact that people wanted to be a better, higher, competitive player. Now, whether that could, that's BS. That's that's fine. But that was the angle I took to to get two Sonins to stop pinching. Well, and here in Phoenix, it's, I mean, it's almost frowned upon. Like in our league, I've been accused of pinching several times, and I don't. In fact, I, I really can't. Is the thing. Like that's, if, if we're being honest. Like I said, I, I don't like ruining my nails the way that that pinch does. <laughs> I have very delicate fingers, so. I don't pinch pretty much ever, but I've been accused of it. People see the movement on my ball and assume like, oh, the only way that you could possibly do that is if yeah, he's pinching. That. But that's not the case. That's just, like, I mean. Has it ever dwelled on you that maybe I'm I'm just good enough? Like, yeah, like maybe, maybe there's a way. Maybe that there's a way that you could do all of these things that you see with a pinch throw without actually doing it. And it just takes work and it takes practice. And I'm not accusing anyone that does play pinch of not practicing or playing dodgeball enough. I'm just saying that it, you know it's it's a different style and you have to you have to put work into a different style to be good at that style. It's funny that you mentioned being accused of pinching because sometimes I'll get a pretty good curve off or, or it'll it'll dip or whatever I do, and um, for people that don't know me, they'll look at me and be like pinch, and they'll just feel like how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, I just feel so like I don't know, like it just it really offends me to actually be accused of pinching. And it's it's funny because you know when somebody pinches a ball, it makes a very distinct, very almost satisfying like thump type of noise. And yeah, I mean, like no, I I, I practice how to curve. You know, I asked my my younger brother, who's a borderline professional baseball player, hey, like show me how to actually curve, and he did. And I, I just it took several throws to finally get it. And um, as petty as it may seem to to kind of have that taken away from you is a little offensive. So I we thought we'd bring author- an authority in on this matter. So uh, we have an interview with Kenny here that we wanted to to rope in because Kenny is I mean he's the Dodge Father. This guy he pinches. That's what yeah, he does. I think somebody should be champion championing the, the pinching cause. So we'll bring him in uh, to give you guys a little bit of his perspective. All right, Kenny, uh, welcome to the show. Um, before we begin, just go ahead and do us a favor and introduce yourself. Um, let us know what team you play for, and um, yeah. Yeah, my name is Kenny. I've been doing dodgeball for 10 years now. God, I feel old now. Um, <laughs> Captain, no, right? I know the feeling. 
Um, Captain of Team Deathball. We play in the league. We play all three divisions. Um, we love the sport, man. Love the sport. We're a Bay Area team, so we come out of the San Jose area, Silicon Valley. So Excellent, been, man. You've been playing for 10 years, huh? Approximately 10 years, yeah. I'm trying to remember the first time I picked up a dodgeball. I think it was March 15th, 2005. So I think it's a little over Ooh. 10 years now. That was probably five or 10 years after Steve started playing, I think. Yeah, I think I fathered <laughs> dodgeball. <laughs> um, actually, that reminds me. So why do they call you the dodge father? Man, you know... So when I originally first started playing dodgeball, funny story, how I got into the sport in the first place, I actually got invited by a friend of mine. He said, listen, a couple of my friends got totally smashed last week, and they decided after watching the movie they were going to go to an underground parking garage, and they were going to play dodgeball against each other. And I thought, cool. And he said, do you want to try it? And I thought, duh. Like, who wouldn't want to do that, right? <laughs> so, so I show up the, the next week that they do it, and I, I fell in love instantly. Man. But I'll tell you what, when I first started, um, I didn't know what pinch was, and I didn't. I couldn't even throw a ball thirty feet to save my life. I was garbage at the sport. I was total garbage. So pinch, um, pinch is kind of what what uh, what made you the real player, huh? Um, you know, I want to say I want to say pinch pinch definitely developed a lot of my skill sets. Um, it, it definitely helped with reaction timing. It helped with a lot of aspects of my game plan. But I think that that ultimately to be good at pinch, I think you really need a solid foundation for what what the sport entails, right? You need chemistry with the team. You need to understand how to pick your targets and, you know, what balls to look for and what balls not to. So while I do think pinch was an integral part of my success, um, and I definitely credit it to a lot of my skills, um, I think that you need to have foundation in both in order to be really successful. But I tried playing for, for a while. I played for a while without pinch without knowing what it was. Um, and the guy who ran it originally before he left, his nickname was the Dodge Father. And when nice. I took over the underground dodgeball, underground dizzle bizzle from him because he moved, um, <laughs> I ended up inheriting the name. So, so I, yeah, no, trust oh, me. Man. It, I don't know where Snoop Dogg came into it, but they just figured it was going to be called the underground dizzle bizzle. That was the name. Yeah, I that remember. is incredible. Oh, I yeah, it was pretty fun. So we would do like, um, and, and when we did the underground, once everyone understood what pinching was and we got into it, um, it was it was all pinch. So imagine. You know, 200 to 300 kids twice a night, twice a week, and we do four or five hours straight with no breaks, and it was nice. all pinch. It was like 30 on 30, 30 on 30, 30 on 30 side by side games with 20 balls, and it was all pinch. It was absolute chaos, but it was the most fun that you'd ever have playing dodgeball. I swear. I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Kenny. That sounds like my nightmare. That, <laughs> that sounds like. Yeah. That sounds like Tucson pre-Brett, like 2004 oh, it was, it was, to uh, 2007. You know, I'll tell you this though. I know you guys. I know you guys are dodgeball purists, and I think this, <laughs> nice. we're going to call it, we're going to call it we're going to call it traditionalist, just so that we, uh, okay. we don't have a negative connotation. Okay, all right. I like that. I like that better. Um, I actually uh, I didn't know what pinching was until a couple of the guys from Deathball went to a tournament in Bakersfield that I couldn't make it to. And there was a guy there, and his nickname, they called him Abazava because he had like the, like the checkered hat and all the other stuff going on. And this dude was actually deflating the balls with a, with a, a needle that he had in his wristband, and he was pinching them. And he gave one of our, one wow. of our guys, um, he actually burned off some of his eyebrow hair with a pinch. Wow. And the guy was like, what, the, what was that? Shut the front door, you know? And so he ended up showing some of our guys what pinching was, and they brought it back to underground. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, the first couple times I got pinched against, I hated it i thought like what is this garbage who would ever pinch a dodgeball why can't you throw it straight like a normal human being that's what real dodgeball is about i was a traditionalist like in every sense of the word i literally would take the dodgeballs that were pinchable and i would throw them into the bushes so they couldn't find them because i hated it so much so what changed I, your mind kenny 
I got better at it. I practiced it. That's it. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. You know what? I think that when you play a, a different type of dodgeball, like foam or, you know, the cloth cover, cloth covered garbage they play with in Europe. No offense Thank to European you. players, but I hate that thing. It is that ball sucks. Um, when you play those sports, if you're not very good at it, it's not as fun to you. But once you get the hang of it and you practice it, then I think it becomes more fun to you. And realistically, if you want to call yourself a dodgeballer, you really need to be well-rounded. You know, I, I can't, you can't come into a sport like elite or the NCDA and say, you know, I only play one style of dodgeball and I expect to be, to be successful across the board. And I think it makes you a better player as well. So, you know, I, I definitely think that you need to be well-versed in all those different aspects, but I think pinch was a, a big part of why I gained the skill set that I did. And then when I learned that I was pretty good at pinching, then we did it, you know, four hours a night, twice a week for, you know, seven or eight years, and you ended up getting really good at it, you know. So, so that was kind of my introduction to pinch. I hated it at first, and now I love it. But that's probably because I got better at it. If I always sucked at it, I don't think I like it nearly as much. Yeah, so, I'd say you're you're okay. Yeah, you're all right. I mean, <laughs> you're a decent. Hey, you pitcher. know what? I gotta I gotta say, much respect to to all those players out there that that been playing pinch for a long time. Um, you know, Dynasty especially. Bailey's a monster. All those guys are great at pinch. I remember playing. I went to the North twice this past year to go play in the North just because I wanted to play pinch against those guys so bad. Um, I played four task force, and then we brought Ropem um, up there, and we played against those guys. And like guys like Glenn, who throw like monsters, Mark Trapetti, um, Bailey's got a monster arm. It's, 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 a, it's awesome. It's a really humbling experience to think, like, I throw really hard, and then have someone go over there and just, you know, wreck you. That is a cool experience, and that makes you realize just how much farther the sport has to go. So, you know, I, I love that aspect of it. So, Kenny, one of the things that um, that someone mentioned to me is that I, I won't name who it was, but um, she told me that she views Pinch as um, uh, not a, not a, I'm trying to think of the exact <clears throat> quote. She, she I think she said that she doesn't view Pinch as the evolution of a, of, of dodgeball. She views it as um, kind of a, a side project, so to speak. You know, do you yeah. do you kind of feel that way or do you feel like Pinch is kind of where dodgeball is headed? Mm, I'm going to tell you what. I Brett Furlong said it pretty well in one of those like 500 page essays about dodgeball when they have the pinch versus non pinch discussions on the on the Facebook. But he said, you know, pinch at its essence, and I, I hate the word gimmick because it sounds negative. But he said pinch is a gimmick. Pinch is a way of manipulating the ball, right? When you think of a dodgeball and the way you're historically supposed to throw it, you're supposed to grab it and you're supposed to throw it. If you manipulate the ball in any other way in other sports, that's considered illegal, right? Like you can't you can't you know spit on the baseball or rub dirt on it or whatever because it helps with your grip. When you play dodgeball, we have the luxury of having different divisions that do it. But ultimately, I think that if you think of it as in its traditional sense, a dodgeball is meant to be thrown with an open palm. It's not meant to be thrown with a pinch. However, if you look at it from a spectator's perspective and growth of the sport, you need to include pinch because I'll be honest with you, watching you know watching mid tier mid tier teams or lower tier teams play open isn't very exciting. Watching a top tier team play open, like watching Doom versus Rise, that gets pretty exciting, right? Watching a pinch match against teams is way more exciting to me because those balls are flying so fast. Those people are, I mean, there's so much aggression in the sport at that point, And there's so much, I feel like there's so much more reaction that needs to be done. And there's so much more room for improvement. I feel like we have, we have a lot of people that are very good at throwing traditional dodgeballs but don't have the experience pinching. And if you were to take those people and train them in pinch, I think it would improve them to such a level that the entire sport would benefit from it completely, absolutely. And I also think that if you're a pincher, you really need to be able to throw without pinching because I think it helps your accuracy, you know, it helps your timing, helps your strategy. Um, I feel like when the balls slow down that way, it's a lot easier to have somebody to use your strategy versus like, I'm a one-man team, I, got, I can pinch really hard, I'm just going to nuke the whole of the team and hope for the best, right? 
Right. I, I think that's yeah. uh, that's that's something we hadn't considered. You know, that for spectators especially, pinch might be more interesting. So you know, yeah. we, we're looking at it from you know the viewpoint of of someone who plays an elite and plays. Um, yeah. traditionally all the time but I you know I guess that, that is a good point spectators may remember, not look at it that way yeah do you guys remember um, task force versus doom in the in the pinch finals last year 2014 that's, that's I do, yeah. That calling, was, yeah that was an intense match like, was that, was that not so... one of the most amazing pinch matches that I, you've ever seen I mean task force came from the losers bracket and bless those guys hearts those guys battled back like I think they did nine sets before they made it back to the to the finals against Doom, and they took them to the second to the second uh, best of three. And then just that very end where Nate's left against three or four of them, and he's just he's just working them down, working them down. And then he hits Pena, Pena goes for the catch, Glenn dives for it, and they drop it right. Yeah, I don't think play. that you could have had a finals like that if you didn't have two teams that were skilled or willing to pinch like that. Because I can't remember a non-pinch finals that was that exciting and fast-paced and fun. There have been, been some great ones out there, but I think the pinch ones bring an extra special something when you are a spectator. I stay for those matches because I think those are amazing. Even, even the Task Force versus Dynasty finals, there were a couple plays out there where you went, no way. Like, you, you can't physically do that. And then they did it, and you went, no way. That was cool. It was a lot of fun. I'll give you that. There were some pretty impressive catches that I saw from one of the uh, Task Force Unicorn members who – from when we played against him with regular open, didn't seem to be that great of a player. Not to not to sound that way, but when it came to pinch, holy crap, this guy turned it on. He, yeah, he was, really stepped up. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Man. It, I don't know his name. Yeah, but okay. it, was, the, it was sick. I only know him as SWAT. He wore a SWAT T-shirt the first time I yeah John I played John Vetton. Yeah, yeah, John yeah that's, that's the guy. The diet, that guy. Every single time I've ever seen him at a tournament um, in the North, when I played with him or against him, he's always left with a stake over his eye because that dude gets nailed. But <laughs> he reels those he reels those bad boys in, man. That that guy is clutched like you've never. He caught um, him and Pena both caught suicide um, suicides on I think it was Rise and somebody else that kept them in the game to make it to the finals, um, which was which was impressive to say the least. But you you turn pinch on and those guys, I mean, they flip a switch. And I think that that's kind of I think that's telling to say that you know there's a whole other level of the sport that we haven't reached yet. From a, from a from a traditional standpoint, if you want to just throw the ball without pinching it, great, have fun. I want to learn to do that too. I think you should be good at every aspect of the sport because more dodgeball is better. But if you want to, you know, if I think that if you want to be a spectator sport with people to watch it, I think that pinch is more interesting to people because there's that. Think about it when you play, you know, sports like football and hockey. And in any other type of sport, right? What do people really like to see? You don't watch NASCAR because they're making a left turn, right? You're watching you NASCAR because you're hoping that someone wrecks and 30 cars get blown up. And that's <laughs> yeah, how it works. The, you when you watch hits. dodgeball, you don't want to watch it because it's slow paced and, and you know it's methodical. And you want to watch it because it's fast paced and exciting and interesting to watch. You know. So Kenny, I have one last question for you before we let you go. Yeah. If if I'm a new player and I'm trying to get involved in dodgeball, in your opinion, since you've played both so much and you're so good at both um, traditional style and pinch. Where do I start? Do I start with pinching, or do I start with traditional and work up, and then decide to go to pinch if I want to? You start traditional. Okay. Um, you know, okay. Let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. If you are somebody who has that drive, because because I'm one of those people where I showed up and and you know I got pinched at and they they hit me right square in the face and I went, holy, I want some more of that. Where did that come from? A lot of people wouldn't don't have that attitude. A lot of people have the attitude like, oh man, I got hit in the face. This is not fun. I think that if you're somebody with that passion and you know you want to get in there and get hardcore and get get better faster, I think that you should step in and get pinched at right away. I think that's the best. You know, you guys know Rolina and a couple other of the girls mm-hmm. who come from the Bay Area. That's how we train those people. A lot of the Axios guys, we literally put them against the wall and pinched at them as hard as we could until they just figured it out. Um, if you're somebody who wants to get slow into the sport and understand it on a on a very strategic level and get better from the fundamentals. 
then play traditional dodgeball, play rec level dodgeball, and play against some of the better players and better teams. Then come out to you know an elite practice in your area. I know Dallas has a great one. The guys at Adrenaline Rush are awesome. Um, shout out to those guys. We have them in the Bay Area. You know, LA is huge for that. You guys have you know Phoenix dodgeball leagues. Um, start there and then work your way up from there, honestly. And you'll find you'll weed out a lot of people who don't have a true passion for the sport, and you'll you'll settle for the people that really have a passion for the sport, which is the number one reason why I play this sport, because the people who are in it are the best people in any sport that exists, period. They're great. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kenny. We won't keep you any yeah. longer. Uh, we really appreciate having you on the show, and hopefully we can get you back sometime. Anytime, man. I appreciate you guys having me, and thanks for what you guys are doing for Dodgeball. This is a great podcast. Have a good day, Thank man. You. Thanks. Later. All right. Well, thank you, Kenny. Um, it's good to have somebody that can actually appropriately cha- uh, champion the pinching cause because I don't think me and Brett are gonna gonna budge on where we stand. And, and just for the record, we we prefer non pinch eight point five, good old fashioned American dodgeball. As, yeah, as if you haven't gathered that already. Yeah, and we're. I mean, again, not to take away from the skills that are required from pinch, and I will state from watching pinch division for elite. Those are there's some gnarly catches. There's some awesome plays. It it does require a lot of uh, practice and, and talent. So yeah, no, it, there's absolutely skill involved in pinch. That's... Yeah, we, we don't want to deny that from anybody for sure. <clears throat> but one thing I wanted to kind of mention, and this brings back a, a question from a previous episode, Brett. If you if your hands aren't big enough or you don't have the grip strength to adequately throw an 8.5 inch ball. Is that your fault? Is it God's fault? Is it your genetics? I mean, should you be given, I guess, like a, a hand up so you can play? I mean, I, I'm five eleven. What am I? Five eleven. You guys always make fun of me for being the shortest guy on on Titan. Um, actually, yeah, he, no, the, on, the only guy that's not six feet tall. <laughs> actually, Eb and uh, uh, the other. The other I'm guy. pretty sure Eb is six feet tall. No. I am not. We're gonna we're gonna do some measurements. We're gonna do some measurements because I want to figure this out. If you are the only guy on Titan that is under six feet tall, the hazing will be immediate. Yeah, because again, it's like playing with trees. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is, okay, I don't like basketball because I just can't dribble. I'm just terrible, right? But at the same time, not having height kind of affects my ability to play. But I don't look at it like no, the the hoop should be lowered from for my for my sake because I want to dunk too. You know, it's just oh well, you can't do it. Um, it's kind of a botched question, but you see where I'm getting at with. with I, I know what you're saying. So so if I if I'm a player that comes in and I'm playing pinch, I start with pinch and I can throw, and then someone takes it away from me, I go to a tournament where I can't pinch anymore. Am I just screwed? You know, I can't do anything. Well, I guess I'm not playing this time. I'm not going to throw. And I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think that you should consider it a call to action the same way that you would any other adversity in, in any sport. Yeah, like, oh, there's no rubber action going on. Right. Gonna so have to play foam. I'm going to play foam now because I want to, you know, I want to be the best dodgeball player there is. So I'm going to do everything I can. Um, so, you know, train your grip strength, practice. Um, there are plenty of people I know with small hands that couldn't hold the ball before that can now. It's just a matter of putting in the time and effort to do so. So I think that. The, the argument like, well, there's just some people that can't throw a rubber dodgeball the normal way. Like, it's invalid to me. It's, there, there are plenty of people. You know, I'm not going to promise you that you're going to be – I'm not going to promise you that you're going to be Vince Marshbanks and you're going to throw the hardest dodgeball that's ever, that's ever been thrown in your life or that you're going to be – they're going to immediately enshrine you in the Dodgeball Hall of Fame for all eternity and, and people will speak of you for decades and decades. 
I'm not going to promise I mean, you that. That's my goal, but but <laughs> I am going to promise you that if you put in time and effort and learn to throw correctly, then you can throw correctly, no matter who you are. So I, maybe that maybe that goes to the difference between recreational dodgeball and competitive. If you want to compete, the level is rising, so you just have to practice. You have to accept that in order to get better at dodgeball, there's not some kind of magic pill you can take. You actually need to practice. You yeah, have to yeah, practice you have throwing. to put in the time. And the same goes with pinch. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to expect, well, that's not true. I am going to expect to go to pinch tournaments and still win without pinching because that's what I do. Um, (laughs) 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 But what I'm saying is, you know, I'm not going to expect to to be able to just jump in and pinch and and be as good as people who have been doing it for years right away. That's not fair to the people who have been practicing for years at pinching. I can't pinch as well as them. That's a fact. And you're making the choice not to practice pinching, not to get better at it because you feel you don't need to. No, I mean, for for me, it really is just a personal. You really just care about your delicate hands. Yeah, I I keep saying I really don't like the way pinching tears up your fingers. Um, I don't like the way it 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 deforms your nails. The you know from what from people I've seen, I am not a huge fan of having tape on my fingers at any time to to kind of combat that issue. It's it's just not for me. It really isn't for me. and that's really all there is to it. So, you know, when we played against, because uh, because Evil for the was it the 2013 California Invitational, the 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 elite thing that Mark had where it actually was pinch, we kind of had that mentality like, well, none of us really pinch anymore, but let's go play anyway. Um, and we took third, and it seemed like we did really well without having to pinch. I mean, I I maybe got off like two decent pinches. One of them nailed Dave Benedetto in the face, and that was like the only time it felt good to throw. Felt bad that hit him in the face, but felt good that like that was a solid pinch. But man, that hurt my hands so much. I didn't do that again. Well, I think it goes back to the idea that if you're good at dodgeball, you're good at dodgeball, no matter what type of dodgeball it is. Yeah, you still have to move out of the way. You still have to detect the, where the, the ball's coming. Yeah, the fundamentals are all exactly the same, regardless of what ball type you're using, how you're manipulating it, where what kind of court you're on, how many people are there. You still have to dodge. You still have to catch. You still have to throw. It's it's just. If you have the mind for it and you're already good at dodgeball, then you should be able to adapt to any style of dodgeball. It's it's funny. I'm just remembering there's actually a picture of this. Um, when I first encountered Kenny in his true form, me and Mason were were trying to make a play against him because he was in the corner like, oh, it's, it's just Kenny. Like, what's he going to do? And he threw off this scary, scary pinch. And in that picture, you just see both me and Mason like kind of cringing and like, I can, I can almost hear like in the Morgan Freeman voice, it's like, and at that moment, both Mason and Steve realized they messed up because we're just like, get us out of here. This is so scary. First of all, it was a terrible Morgan Freeman yeah, impersonation. That was, that was awful. I actually wasn't even trying to impersonate him at all. So <laughs> that was just me normally talking. Um, that's, I think the, the point we're trying to make is, you know, it's, it's hard for Steve and I to advocate um, that pinching is a good thing because we don't feel like it is truly. Um, we play in pinch tournaments. I'm not going to look down on anyone that does play in pinch tournaments, but I think what it comes down to is it's like we said in the last episode, we're both kind of dodgeball purists. We both feel like you should be able to throw a dodgeball without manipulating it in any way. That's just kind of the way we, it's, it's the way we started. It's the way we feel. It's the way we think that the sport should evolve. Um, you know, we're happy. I'm, I'm personally happy to have that argument with anyone. Um, and, you know, I respect that that there are a large group of people that feel like pinch is more competitive, faster, um, harder to jump into, and I respectfully disagree with that. But but you'll get the same people that play foam, and right. I'm sure if we brought in the international scene, you'll have people saying, "No, no, the cloth ball 
is is more where it's at. So I guess it's just everyone's got their own varying perspectives based on what they're used to. Yeah, I think it is a matter of opinion, and I don't think there is a wrong answer. Um, I think that I think the wrong answer is is pinch, but I you know I'm open to hearing arguments in defense of it. And um, you know Kenny Kenny gave his today, and I I think that you know he's a, a good voice in in terms of that. Um, but really, what it comes down to is I I think that in rubber specifically. Um, pinching still feels like a crutch to me and I haven't heard an argument yet that doesn't make it feel that way and I, I'm i not sure that I will um, in the time that I play dodgeball so if you have one that, that, that you think you can convince me with then please hit me with it because I you know I I like being proven wrong despite what Steve thinks I, what, what do you mean what I think you like a challenge that, that's yeah, all exactly. that's, a, that's the most I've ever given that <laughs> With the exception of these last 15 seconds of what? Um, Nick, did you say you have a question for us? Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking, and I was just curious, totally off topic. Is it possible to get into a slump in dodgeball? Have you ever gotten into a slump? And if so, how do you get out of it? Next topic. Mm, that could be an entire... T- uh, yes, I've been in a dodgeball slump before. Um, every what time constitutes I've... a dodgeball slump also? I mean, there's no there's no statistics, so it's not like I can say like, oh yeah, between March and April, I you know I dropped thirty percent of my catches. But the, I mean, you just kind of feel it. That's you know you you kind of just feel it. That's the way it is. Like whenever um, whenever I'm overseas for a little bit, or I have to step out for military stuff, I, I I'm definitely in a slump, and it it takes a while to, to get it back. And for me, usually it's um, at a minimum at least one month without playing. And, and not, I mean, I mean, absolutely zero play, not not competitive play, not open gym, just zero dodgeball interaction at all. Yeah, it's just a matter of falling out of practice. Yeah, you're just in the funk, and you're like, should have caught that, or how did that even hit me? I never get hit blindsided like that. There's, there's definitely a slump, and to combat that, you play foam because that's, that's the way it is. And that, that reminds me of a before we, because that could be a whole another episode. So let. Kind of like we asked me, Brett, you know, that for some god-awful reason, they popped all the beautiful rubber balls out there. Um, but on the on the pinch side, if they say you can only play if you pinch, would you still play? Yeah, ultimately I would. Um, I'd be upset about it. <laughs> but I'll I, I would. I'll be angry, but I'll do it. I would do it. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't love it as much. But, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is I love dodgeball in all forms. And I, I play dodgeball in all forms for the most part. So... Yes, I, I would play it if that was all there was. Yeah, I think uh, six weeks ago, if you had told me, you'd be like, no, I'm done. Like, I'm just, it's, it's rubber or nothing. But because foam kind of opened my eyes to, like you've been saying, you know, it's it's a different ball, but not a different mindset so much that um, I could adapt as well if I needed to. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you want to tell me what an idiot I am for hating pinch, please let me know. Did we we make our stances clear? Brett, pinch or no pinch? No pinch for me, but I I will play in the division. Yeah, I think I might join you if if there's an opening, or I might just play on a different team also. (laughs) The last time I played, I had a broken finger, so I wasn't really even, I was just trying to protect my, my hand from getting shattered even more, but I wouldn't mind doing it again. Yeah, we'll we'll be at the we'll be at any elite pinch tournament there is. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will see you next week.
It is a great topic because people get so fired up about it. Steve, I'm tell me fired how fired up, up you're up. you are about so it. I'm so fired up. I'm like a, like a hot mixtape, as you, as you kids say. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that ever again. 